As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. Let's talk about more eggs. Yeah. Because. Eggs, baby. Let's talk about you and me. It's the 12 eggs of Easter, ladies and gentlemen. Sponsored by Bet365. We're almost at the end. Mm. We're in double figures now. Yeah. Mm. One of which looks a bit like an egg. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You cannot deny. An egg and a soldier. Egg and a soldier. Mm, Today, we've got a goalkeeping egg. We have. Fabian Bartes. Oh. Crazy egg as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Nick egg, Nicknamed the Divine Bald One. Was he really? Yes. Yeah. Love that. This is the advantage, you see, of uh, bald men, is if they go bald when they're younger, they don't, they don't, there's no surprise when later life when no. they've not got much hair. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah, bald, kind of, bald is a choice, isn't it? It can be. In a lot be. of cases. Well, no, if you make that choice, that's yeah. what I mean. Mm. Yeah. True enough, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, wonderful. I mean, this, this is a bald head that we saw get kissed quite regularly mm. by oh, Laurent Blanc. That's the first thing I put in my notes in preparation. Mm. Head kiss from Laurent Blanc. <laughs> Do you know he's the joint record holder for the most clean sheets at a World Cup, tour- at World Cup tournament matches? Who with? Have a guess. Jens. No, no, um, Oliver Kahn. Peter Schilton. Buffon. Yeah. Peter Shilton, is it? Okay. Shilton. Yeah. That was a lovely surprise when I saw that. Yeah, very nice. Good fact. Yeah, well done, England again. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that after football, Bartes became a motor racing champion. Yes. yes. A winner. Motor racing Great. egg. Yeah. Imagine that little egg going around in a car. Speedy egg. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he won uh, France's GT Motorsport Series in 2013. Quick egg. Started motor racing in 2008, a year after finishing football. I like that he's got a plan. Right, Straight I'm done in there. Now. I'm, I'm done now. Because he came, he, I know we'll probably come on to it, but he came, he retired, and then he came back for a French club that needed a keeper. Who was it? Oh, it that's was, right. um, yeah. He, Nantes. He, played, he came back for Nantes. Yeah, he never really. No, he didn't like it. His career sort of faded out, actually. It did. Yeah, Which is a bit of a shame considering the highs he achieved. Yeah. yeah. He was a brilliant, so. at, at the height of his. At the height of his powers, he was Mate. one of the best keepers. Oh, he was un- unreal. And actually, there was a real microcosm of that. And I think perhaps that transition happened at Man United because this whole Bartes the clown thing yeah. seemed to follow him around. And he had a little bit of that from being quite flamboyant with France, and which was where mm, we yeah. would we would have known him from at the time. Um, but at, when he started for them, he was absolutely magnificent. He was <laughs> he was brilliant. He hit the ground running. It was like, oh, brilliant. We've just replaced Schmeichel here. This is great. But then yeah. it was almost like he got bored, wasn't it? Mm. And he started well, acting up. 
up and doing yeah. silly well, things and making daft decisions. So Alex Ferguson says that <clears throat> at one point he had a child, a child was his wife gave birth, and um, I think his family was still in France. So he spent a lot of time traveling back and forward. Right. <clears throat> Ferguson talks about it in one of his books and says for him it was just a concentration issue. Mm. He, had, he, had, he had issues. <clears throat> Ferguson had doubts about every keeper between Schmeichel and Van der Sar for different reasons, and Spartes' concentration was re- was really uh, one for him, particularly around that time. Mm. But um, the other thing about him, and I agree, he looked he looked spectacular. And the reason he looked spectacular is because he was quite short, and you see that as a thread with goalkeepers right. because they have to be so agile; mm. they just look more impressive. You know, there's a reason that people remember like George Campos and all that kind. Of, I, know, mm. I know his outfits, but he was he was small, right? So he just yeah. jump around everywhere. I mean, and, and Barthes is only five foot eleven, which is pretty short for a yeah. keeper. But he would make some saves. Mm. Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah. Yeah. You look at you look at a YouTube compilation of the best Barthes. Oh, saves. Mad. It is unreal, then, and he's so fast mm, as well. Oh. There's, there's, there's a couple when he's still playing back in France. Might be when he's at Marseille. Ball comes over, makes a save, pushes it out into the um, into the outside of the penalty area. But he does something you don't see keepers do very often, where what they would normally do is they would set themselves, get back in position. He follows the ball out yeah. and saves it about 15 yards out. <laughs> yeah. Rather than, because he, uh, he just backs himself so much. It's yeah. incredible to watch. There's also, there's a particularly good save in one of those compilations where um, he's, he basically, he's, he makes a diving save with his foot. It's almost like a volleyed save. And huh. he takes it pretty much off the foot of a striker as well. It's like, he could have broken his leg had that gone Like a prototype to Haya kind of thing. Yeah. But, save him with his feet. But, but, but like, but at full a full stretch sideways dive with his feet. Like he was, it was like a monkey at times. But it has to be said, he was one for exaggerating a save as well. Oh yeah, like I mean, like every save. Yeah, and that was to his credit because it made him so entertaining. I love, I love that. He, he almost was like a South American goalkeeper, really. Mm. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you, when you, I can't when remember they seen... flirted with long trousers. David flirt with. I think he um, might have done. I can remember him once or twice. He, he was. Usually in shorts, but mm. there was the odd occasion. <laughs> but that kind of flamboyant, over-the-top, over-exuberant South American-style goalkeeper that we love, who are prone to errors as well, he had a bit of that. But there was a few years when he was at the top of this game when he wasn't making those errors, where he was where he was sensational. So he had the the agility and, as we say, the excitement and the sheer box office quality of a South Amer- a top South American mm, keeper yeah. with the kind of more functionality and the the, the sort of steely kind of uh, determination or whatever you want to call it of a European keeper. Yeah, and, I and, that's and, right. And yeah. He brought yeah th- those two styles together, which which makes him, I think, one of the most interesting and, and watchable goalkeepers, I think, of our generation. Yeah, I think that's right. I think um, he was also got, he was also almost like a proactive goalkeeper, whereas mm. you think of it as being a reactive role. And I suppose it's more proactive now because they're they're they're. they're required to start attacks with the ball at their yeah. feet and all that kind of but stuff. But he was playing the ball out with his feet long Absolutely. before that was He was, was very good with his feet. He, he and he was. was he was proactive to the point where you could probably if he if he played in goal for your team, you'd it would probably make you nervous. Yeah, <laughs> well I mean he was it wasn't just doing the sort of Edison Neuer thing, was it? It was step overs and nutmegs and sort of showing off and yeah. trying to get in people's maybe. heads because yeah. that was something he was good at trying to, trying to get in people's heads but it, again it backfired for him do you remember the, the Decanio incident yep so, he peels for offside rather yeah, than trying so, to save it yeah. well it, it, yeah it was, it was a real attempt to get into Decanio's head if anyone doesn't remember it so Decanio's threw on goal Bartes just stops puts his hand up basically pretends the referee's blown Decanio puts it away because he's a 
wily operator mm. to to understate it. He sort of tries somewhat. to save it late on. Yeah, he's not nowhere near quick yeah. enough. And yeah. it, but it's it's his fault that that was a goal. Effectively, he, he, he came to United like a very interesting time for United because obviously Schmeichel announced that he was going to retire. Retired at the end of, of the um, he retired after the Champions League win. Didn't That's right. Well, yeah. He left Manchester United. That's right. Retire. Yeah, left United. Yeah, and and so according to Ferguson, he tried to go out and get Van der Sar a lot earlier. But what had happened was there was a miscommunication with um, Ferguson and the chief executive at United at the time who had done a deal and shaken hands with Mark Bosnich. And I think it was David Gill. And at the time, David Gill said to, to Ferguson, look, you can't have Van der Sar because I've, I've shaken hands with Mark Bosnich. And I'm not going back on that because it, you know my word is my bond and I don't work in that way. So we just have to take Bosnich. And Ferguson... And absorb some of the things in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that came later. I'm up for this deal! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Ferguson, and then Ferguson um, said what he should have done. He just bought Van der Sar as well because he had yeah. doubts about Bosnich's professionalism and all that kind of stuff. And um, there's a brilliant quote in in this Ferguson book where he says about Bosnich. He was talented, brilliantly talented, but he would just absolutely take the piss with his with his professionalism. Mm. And at one point, Ferguson says something like, "He would eat anything and everything. He was an absolute disgrace." <laughs> 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 Isn't it fair to say that a lot of problems that Alex Ferguson has with a lot of players of that generation is that he didn't have all of the man. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they definitely. had outside interests like yeah. eating and family. Well, no, <laughs> well, no, 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 but to the point of, I think one of the reasons why he didn't like Tim Howard, mm. or, or he, put, he was put off Tim Howard, you could say that Tim Howard wasn't like absolute top-notch because you Schmeichel Bartes van der Sar you're talking was was the fact that Tim Howard who who was a Christian said God is more important to me than football and apparently Ferguson didn't like that Well, it's to the nth degree with old Ferguson he likes football perverts doesn't he 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 does he likes people whose whole lives are Mm. football yeah uh, just Gary Neville he wants Gary Neville (laughs) you know obviously with Beckham and all that sort of yeah but but he didn't like any of it but I, I would defer I would Differ slightly to what you guys are saying, just to, just to add that I think he just wants to be convinced mm. that football is the most important thing to them. Mm, yeah. Because I think he thinks that later on in life you can have all these. Mm. It's very similar to what Roy Keane said about Jesse Lingard, which I don't necessarily agree with, by yeah. the way. I'm just saying it's that yeah. kind of thing. I do sort of understand to an extent uh, mm. what, what, what Ferguson said. But don't forget, they went through, he went through a load of different um, options before he actually settled on Van der Sar because mm. they had Taibi as well, didn't they, for a bit? Yeah. yeah. For, a, for a very short while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. with, with Bartes, though, it really. I mean, obviously, with with what we've just discussed, that clearly wasn't the case. But it looked like he was buying a character, yeah. wasn't it? It was like yeah. we've had this huge presence in goal, mm. this almost cartoonishly good and and vividly interesting character in Schmeichel, and let's you know people like it. Let's make more of it. Effectively, yeah, let's get another one in. A big personality mm. in goal. Absolutely right. Um, let's talk about Barters a little bit more after this. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Scrambled eggs all over my face. Welcome back, everybody. The 12 Eggs of Easter, sponsored by Bet365. He won the Champions League with Marseille. Yes. Fabian Bartels. Yeah. Um, I'd like to point out that Marseille um, did get done for match-fixing in League uh, around that time. <laughs> I would like to carry on talking about that, but right. sadly, yeah. you know. But there we are. They did. Uh, their name is still in the uh, Champions League um, winners list mm. uh, rightly you um, oh you can't game that competition if you, you can game your league you can't really game European competition in many ways scratch, uh, scratch, uh, scratch, uh, scratch the surface of that right, Peter Marcus. have a look into it mate yeah. right, <laughs> mate. have a look into it uh, uh, but 87 caps for France <laughs> yes. uh, 87 caps won the World Cup of course uh, played in that France and Nigeria World Cup side with the incredible defence that just conceded two goals in the entire tournament yeah. which is ridiculous yeah that's mad that is so good isn't it mm. Um, have, you, have you picked up on the fact that he was a committed smoker? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Committed. Apparently, Ferguson said there was only three players he'd ever managed who smoked, mm. and Bartos was one. Could you name the other two? Varon. Incorrect. Paul Lintz. Berbatov. Um, Paul Lintz yeah, did smoke. Berbatov, yeah. this, is, this is up to and including 2001. Oh, Berbatov, yeah. According to Ferguson. No, but that's oh, up, to, just... up to and including 2001 when Bartos was there, obviously. Oh, 2001, Rooney. Cantona? No, Jesper Olsen. Apparently, I wasn't going to guess that. Other goalkeeper Les Seely. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna guess another that, quote: Re Bartes and Bosnich. Bartes has the same passion for winning as Peter Schmeichel. He is everything Mark Bosnich was not last year. <laughs> who hasn't integrated into the values of United? Hates wow. him. He hates, hates Mark Bosnich, yeah. doesn't he? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, was that because it, it sounded like he was foisted upon him a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. He must probably. I yeah. mean, yeah. It's his way of the highway, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Sadly for Bartes, though, in England, one of the things he'll be remembered for is making those two errors at Highbury against Arsenal. Yeah. When Thierry Henry said, thank you very much. Fellow egg on the list. Yeah. yeah indeed, one yeah. of the last eggs you want to be making a mistake around Fellow as French well at egg. the time. Yeah. Fellow earth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, could have had Frank LeBeuf in there, of course. Yeah. Frank the Beef. Yeah. Um, it's but, funny that earth and Beuf are the same, similar. Mm. It's very strange. Funny it's how these foreign, yeah. it's it's foreign, foreign languages. At the time, Arsenal and Manchester United obviously had a massive rival. I think it yeah. was one all during the game. Same we don't know. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you kind of do now. Yeah, yeah. sort of. In a very it's not for way. the title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get that fourth spot. Um, no, we won't take him back. But that moment where. I can't actually remember that. I can't remember that. He cleared the ball and he just smashed it straight to Henri who was right. probably I don't know 25 yards out Right. and Henri just uh, took a touch and then just slotted past mm. him and then uh, 
Barthez then goes to grab the ball where he's it's about an 80-20 in Barthez's favour against Henri. He tries to grab the ball, it slips under his body, mm. through his arms, and Henri oh, strokes Henri had gotten his egg. Yeah, he had. <laughs> Scrambled his egg. Yeah, so I, th- th- and that's the thing, that, that, that was such a high-profile mistake. In fact, two mistakes in such a huge game. Yeah. That, can it get, a club like United, that can make it... Oh, see, I think yeah, it sort of sullied his reputation here. Absolutely, really. it really does, doesn't it? Because, as you say, two, like, it, that becomes the story of that goalkeeper's season, really. You know, mm. they are making mistakes. We're having it this, this season. Like they, they just stand Harris. out. They're very, very memorable. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Absolutely that. Barthez was a funny one as well, because, you know, obviously we've spoken about how good he was with his feet, but he... Um, when it when he was sort of coming to that later period of his career, when he was getting frustrated with being called Barthez the clown, and you know perhaps not being at the peak of his powers, he uh, he did say he had a bit of a strop once and said I, I should have been an outfield player because if you make a yeah. mistake as a goalkeeper, then um, then you're punished for it forever. And it's interesting that he had that m- mentality where you know he wouldn't even question the idea that he would have made it as an outfield player. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, that, I, that speaks volumes. Supremely confident. And, and based on what we were saying just before the break, would you guys say, would you say that he was maybe quite a prototype for this sweeper keeper kind of thing now? Because we think of like Lloris and Neuer yeah. being the next generation who've become, who are sweeper keepers who helped mm. sort of mould what goalkeepers are now. But Barthes was a part of that, right? He, he wanted to be involved. In, in, in European terms. Yeah. <laughs> well, in European terms, because they say in South America they were doing that. I mean, Rene Higuita, well, he was more of a. I mean, he was playing as a flipping number ten half the time when he was in goal. You know, I mean, but, but he, you know, he was very much sweeper keeper to the nth degree. So we had seen it in in a few forms, but I think for European football fans, maybe Barthez was one of the earlier ones. For mm. my money, I could be wrong there, but mm. perhaps was one of the earlier ones to do that. So yes, I'm sure that had an influence. Mm. Uh, he, he did take the piss a bit too much. I mean, as Jim said, you know, there were plenty of examples of him doing steppos and all this kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. um, but uh, He loved a penalty save as well, by the way. Well, oh, I was, God, I was just was about to mention that. that. And, yeah. and I mean, save one from Beckham, of course, in, in 2004, Euro Save one from um, uh, Dimitri Albertini in the quarterfinal of World Cup 98 as He well. did indeed. He would keep that egg basket safe. He would. He, he certainly would. would. But he also loved a bit of gamesmanship. You mentioned against uh, West Ham and Decano. It didn't work, but it did work quite brilliantly. Muzzy is it? took a penalty for Leicester. Not, not a player's name I thought I'd hear. No. Uh-huh. He's definitely, I didn't think he would come anywhere Leicester near this favorite. series. Well, you see, and, and, and Muzzy took a penalty for, for Leicester at Old Trafford and Muzzy is waiting to take the penalty but the referee hasn't blown the whistle yet and Bartes goes and stands um, and, and with his back leaning almost against the post and I think he might start kicking his boots against the post like to shake the mud off or whatever. He's taking a long time mm leaving Izzet stood there just staring at the goal and he waits a while and Muzzy Izzet actually gets fed up and just puts the ball in the back of the net and of course the crowd are hang on what's all this and the referee yeah. goes come on call it back yeah. Bartes goes in the goal and uh, Muzzy Izzet takes a penalty again puts it in the same spot yeah, yeah. and Bartes I, saves I think he did a similar thing to Steve Malfrance he did didn't he? Yeah. but the, 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 the difference with that is he went over to the side of the post the referee booked him for time wasting and of course all the Fulham fans and all this kind yeah. of stuff and then he saved a penalty amazing if you're going to yeah. do all that you've got to save it would that have been when Izzet was at Birmingham uh, no, no, uh, for Leicester, I think. Was it at Leicester? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, or, or if it was at Birmingham, yeah, forgive okay. me. Gemma, Gemma, bro- he had a brother called Kamal, is it? And he was always linked with... Well, I don't know why you guys remember, but he had Kamal, a brother yeah, Kamal, yeah, Kamal yeah, is it? He, he was linked with Hartlepool quite a lot. I think Kemmer, is it, might have he played... He Charlton. I bit. might have seen him play against Portsmouth. Did he right. play for Colchester? He was very loyally. He played for Colchester yeah. for a bit as well. Yeah. I, I saw... This, Love is, the this is digression, but I saw him actually do pretty well against Pompey at Fratton Park in a League Cup game back in... 
back in the day and I was mm. bloody annoyed. League Cup games at Fratton Park. I didn't think that would get a mention on this. Well, we've got a rich history in the cup competitions, Mark, yes. as you well know. You've seen earlier this season. Yeah, rich being the operative word. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Lauren Blanc, of course, joined Manchester United a bit later, so the head-kissing ritual returned. Mm. Did, did they actually for, do it again? Just nice. for Champions League games, though, apparently. Okay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to see them back again. Uh, so it was. Um, but yes, yeah, so the last few years of Manchester United, as we touched upon, received quite a bit of criticism. Uh, and then he went back to Marseille and it sort of really sort of petered out. He he got a massive ban for spitting at a referee during a friendly match against a Moroccan side, mm. which is which is not nice to see. Well, f- fried egg spit. They do, and you, and it, and it's always <laughs> it's, you know consistent. Did, isn't did it? he? Did he but, not, and it's never what you want, Jim, is it? No, did with, he, with a fried Did egg. he not let in a quite soft one against Real Madrid in the Champions League? Yes, that may have been his last yes. game. Yes, I think it was, and I think Roy Carroll came in. I think he dropped him Ferguson. He never played for them again after that. Was it the near post? Do you remember yes. the incident? Yes, Ronaldo. Yeah, it was Ronaldo, That's and right. and um, I don't think he played for them again. Yeah, I think he I might think be Ferguson right got pissed off about it. Yeah, if you're Barters, I mean Roy Carroll. Showed a bit of early promise, but I mean, you're a World Cup winner and all. If you're dropped for Roy Carroll, making the point, and then you um, would be a bit pissed off. Well, I think that, that that was perhaps Bartos's downfall was that he always wanted to be the centre of attention. Hundred percent, didn't he? 100%. And like that, that's that kind of tallies up with what you said about wanting to be an outfield player. Yeah, like you know, if if there was no focus on him, he would bring focus and, on and, him. And the key thing, and I know it's, I know he's he's achieved a lot in his career, and you know. Bloody hell, he's, been a, he's probably one of the most decorated keepers ever, I mm. expect. I mean, there's not that many keepers out there who've won the Champions League and the World Cup, right? Yeah. So well, and the Euros. And the Euros. So he'd be up there. Um, but the key thing at the very top level for goalkeepers, as we hear time and time again, is this concentration thing. Mm. Is that, you know, you have to understand that at large parts of games, you're not going to be doing anything. And if your mind's all over the place because you mm. feel, how can I get involved in this? It's going to mm. come back to haunt you, you know? It's going to, like they say about. Um, about pilots, there are old pilots and there are bold pilots. But there are no old bold pilots. <laughs> so it's like there are old keepers and there are bold keepers, but there are no old bold keepers. Yeah, that's it's right. The same mm. sort of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And he was definitely a part of that kind now, of aesthetic. And now he's in motor racing, where he yeah. can yeah. be old and bold. Yeah. Mm. Are there any old bold racing drivers? Probably not. Though. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. What was his success like as a racing driver? Good. Well, I said, he, came, he came 12th, I think, in his class what? two years ago, as, well, I, as I was reading upon. I, I said at the start of the show, he won France's GP Motor Series in 2013. He's in Le Mans now. Le Mans. I love. He's that. got his own yeah. racing team that he, uh, he obviously bankrolled. I love it I when footballers do other sports. Yeah, but I think <laughs> Sylvain Viltord was like a handy tennis player and sort was of he? played to a really decent level he? after he retired. Diego Forlan, of course. Diego Forlan was going to be a professional tennis player. Oh, but he's got a seriously ill sister. I That's think. right. And so he thought that um, being a footballer would be more lucrative for him. Yeah. So he changed to football so he could make more money. And he was right. Yeah, I mean it's crazy to have the choice. We'll never know. Maybe he would have been. And Harry Kane's talking about becoming an NFL kicker, as we talked about. That's and right, uh, Michael Owen could have been a golfer or snooker player, apparently. Mm-hmm. So it, it does happen. Equally an aesthetic. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, snooker and golf would be much more suiting of his personality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete Donaldson's talking about becoming a Greco-Roman wrestler. Yes. Yeah. What, lightweight or welterweight, something like that, probably? Yeah, something, something uh, lithe. Suitably waspish. I just like the oils. Mm. Yes. Uh-huh. Just well, lithe should be the category. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Flighty. think about it more than that. Yeah. Right? I could see you on one of those leotards with the straps that go all the way down. Yeah. There, like, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Mm. Yeah, nothing Poppers could, on it. Nothing could constrain my nipples. No, absolutely right. And mm. when I first met you, Pete, you were an egg. Mm. He yeah. wasn't. Yeah, you were yeah. an egg. Actually. I was. I'm me. It's me and you, Luke. This I've been thing, an egg, yeah. the egg during our twenties. I was an egg at university for a bit. Mm. Pe- yeah. People assumed I couldn't grow hair, and then uh, they were proved right. No, you can. You <laughs> no, can. I mean, like in some is places. Hair? In some places. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's dead. Mm-hmm. Is Pete going to be one of our eggs? Uh, well, you have to tune in tomorrow yeah, to, find to find out um, yeah. who our 11th egg will be. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening to episode 10 of the 12 Eggs of Easter, sponsored by Bet365. We'll see you tomorrow for the penultimate one. 
was a Radio Stakhanov production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.